Welcome to another episode of Bible Conversations. Today, we're going to be talking about salvation and why the church teaches it the way that it does. Welcome back to another episode of Bible Conversations. Today, we're going to be talking about salvation. And, and uh, I mean, what what more important topic is there? Uh, so we're, we're excited about this one. And uh, I think we're going to kick it off uh, really talking about what the gospel is, because that's yeah. that's the bottom line is is we're to proclaim the gospel, and so that I mean the gospel means the good news. Yeah, uh, and and so Dylan, what? Yeah, what is the good well, news? That's that's uh, what we read in the Great Commission: go yeah. and and um, and you know preach the gospel yeah. wherever you go. Yeah. Um, uh, pretty um, point blank passages like Second uh, Thessalonians one eight that. Um, retribution will be dealt out when Christ returns on those who do not know God and those who have not obeyed the gospel. And so, um, you know, we need to figure out what this gospel is. Yes, <laughs> um, we do. Yeah, if we don't. It, it, we don't know what the gospel is. We're 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 kind of um, we're kind of in trouble. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, thankfully, Paul lays it out super clear for us in First uh, Corinthians chapter fifteen. Um, uh, you know, this is a, a letter that he wrote to the church in Corinth. Um, after he was there and established that church in Corinth. Um, I think it's around um, Acts 18 when we see that the church in Corinth is established, um, mm-hmm. that Paul goes there after yeah. he goes through Berea um, and some other places, and, and he gets to Corinth, and um, he goes to the, the synagogue, and um, the Jews kind of don't want to listen to him, and, and so he's like, fine, I'm going to go to the Gentiles, and <laughs> and so then he's staying with uh, this man, I think his name is Justice, uh, something like that. Um, it's in Acts 18, um, which I don't have pulled up in front of me, um, but so Paul is there with, with this guy, he starts preaching the gospel, there's another synagogue right next door to the guy that he's staying with, and that leader of the synagogue um, here's the message. Here's the gospel, um, obeys the gospel. He and his entire family become Christians. They believe. Um, and then the church is, is really started there. Um, and so that's kind of cool that that's kind of how the, the church in Corinth has started. And then <clears throat> later down the road, Paul writes a letter to the church in Corinth. And that's what we have in first Corinthians 15. And so after spending about a year and a half in Corinth, Paul moves on, writes this letter. And we see in first Corinthians 15, he says, now I would remind you brothers of the gospel I preached to you, which you received in which you stand and by which you are being saved. If you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. So Paul is saying, I've already told you this when I was with you for a year and a half. Yeah. And when the the church was established there in Corinth, when, when people from the city of Corinth became believers and were added to the church, you believed in this gospel. This is the gospel that saved you. Mm-hmm. I need to remind you of this, this gospel or as it's, also called good news. That's what the gospel means is good news. He says, yeah. I need to remind you of this good news because this is what this is what saves. And so in verse three, he says, for I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received. This, this news, this good news I delivered to you, I also received it. Yeah. And here it is, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried that he was raised um, on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. 
Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive. So Paul, after spending a year and a half in, and a half in Corinth, he's gone around on different missionary journeys. Um, a lot of scholars will say he's actually writing this from Ephesus. Um, and he's years removed from when Christ appeared to these brothers, more than 500 at once. And he's saying most of them are actually still alive. You can ask them about this. Yep. Um, and, they witnessed it. Yeah, and he said most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Yeah. It's a, a phrasing, most most of them are alive, though some of them have passed away. Some of them have died. Yeah. And then verse 7, then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Yeah. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. And, and he goes into the, the grace of God because of his life before he knew Christ. Yeah. But that's the gospel that he recounts, that Christ died, mm-hmm. that he was buried, that he rose, yeah. and then he appeared to to Peter, to James, to the other apostles, to more than 500 brothers at once. Yeah. That's the gospel. Yeah. And so then when we talk about, okay, how do we o- obey the gospel? You know, for 2 Thessalonians 1.8, Retribution is going to be dealt out on those who have not obeyed the gospel. Well, yeah. how are we supposed to obey some news? Yeah. You know, we hear tough, this. It? Yeah, it's kind of confusing. Okay, yeah. we we hear this good news. This is yeah. this is good news. Jesus has has offered eternal life to everybody. Yeah, um, that's the news. How do we obey that news? Yeah, and that's that's really kind of the. The crux of the question, right, is yeah. how do we do that? Well, because it's by that news at which we're saved. Yes. And so, <laughs> exactly. So so let's go over now to Acts chapter 10. Uh, Acts chapter 10, we'll, I'll, I'll paraphrase a little bit, but I, I, I think kind of like you did in uh, in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, it's important that we read through it because mm-hmm. I, I don't want my words to get in the way of what what God's words are. Yeah. My words are, are way less important than God's. Yeah. So. We start out verse 34. Peter is starting to teach to the Gentiles. He has a vision. Uh, he, he heads over to Cornelius's house, which is the house of Gentiles, and, and he starts teaching to them. And in verse 37, he says, You yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John proclaimed, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all that he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and made him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who had been chosen by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. So that's a big point. Mm-hmm. Belief. Belief is huge. It's yeah. a very big part of this. Not only do you have to believe, but in order to believe something, you have to hear it. Yeah. You can't believe in something that you don't know about. Yeah. Right? It's not possible. So so we have we have these Gentiles who have who have now heard this message, and I'm sure yeah. Peter said a whole lot more than what we have recorded here. Yeah. But but they've heard the message and they're told that they need to believe. Yeah, but believing in that good news, believing yes. that Jesus really was the Son of God, yep. as Ma- as as Peter confessed in Matthew sixteen sixteen, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of the Living yep. God. Believing not only that Jesus is the Son of God, but that this news that we have about Him is real. Yep. That He He sacrificed Himself. And that it, He gave Himself up to bear the sins of all mankind. Yes, who 
choose to accept the gift that he's offering them. Yes. And so at this point in the history of the church, the Gentiles were not yet accepted as Christians. Yeah. It was only the Jews. And so so what we're about to witness is a miracle in order to show Peter that the vision he had is real, is accurate, and that the Gentiles can also accept it. So we we move forward and it says, well, Peter was still saying these things, so he's preaching. He's talking to him. Yeah. It says, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. And the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. For they were hearing them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter declared, now this next part is important as well. It's very, very important. Can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to remain for some days. So they are, they received the gift of the Holy Spirit prior to baptism, which, which is different mm-hmm. than how we receive it. But again, it was a miraculous, it's a, it's a miraculous event to show that the Gentiles could receive it. Yeah, and so, so anyway, after they after they receive the Holy Spirit, what's the very first thing that they're called to do? To be baptized. Mm-hmm. Can anyone withhold water? And it's not a it's not a Jello baptism. It's <laughs> not being baptized in in sugar. Yeah, baptized in water. Yeah, and and we've talked about this before on on past episodes, but in verse forty seven, can anyone withhold water for immersing these people? Yes, yes, it's immersion. Yes, yeah. it's not just like a, a a sprinkling or dip your hand or your foot in. Oh, it's cold. No, it's like yeah. a a full immersion. Doesn't matter how cold it is. Doesn't yeah. matter how hot the water is. You get in the water. It's all of you. Every yeah. bit of you has to be immersed. You know, Saul. The the conversion of Saul. Uh, he he talks about it as well. And and one of the points I like to make with this in Acts nine. In verse 18, he goes through all of this, and, and he's he finally is at the point where it's time, and uh, Ananias comes up and touches his eyes, and it says, immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized and taking food. Saul hadn't eaten for three days. Yeah. He was hungry. He was thirsty. And right, what was the first right thing he did? He could see. He went and was baptized. Very first thing. And then he was like, I'll eat after this. Yes. Yeah. Because he realized that his soul was more important than his body. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so so we have that. Well, well, where does this where does this baptism thing come from? Yeah. Well, it comes from Acts chapter two, which which I think Well, which really before then comes from John three, yes. but we yeah. can go to Acts two first. Yeah, we'll go to Acts two. So, so and and there are different baptisms, right? Which there's there's a reason that uh, in in Acts ten it talks about John's baptism is different yeah. from what they were doing, and and there were people further on. I want to say in Acts different seventeen purposes, different purposes. Yeah. yeah. So so we get to Acts two, and Peter again the the preacher, he is he's preaching to the people, and he's saying, yeah. listen, you guys killed Jesus. Yeah. You killed the Son of God. And when they heard this, they were cut to the heart, verse 37 here, and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Okay. Well, that's a that's a question they're asking. Mm-hmm. How do we obey God? Yeah. What are we supposed to do to get rid of what we have done, to be yeah. cleansed of that, to be forgiven to, of that? To be cut to the heart, that means they believe him. Yes, exactly. And, and then by asking the question, yeah. what shall we do? They're wanting to repent of what they've done. Yes. And they're wanting to obey God. Yeah. They want to know how to live a life that and is so right with God. Peter commands them, 
in order, like I, I see your belief by asking this yes. question. I see yeah. your repentance by asking this question. I mm-hmm. see even your confession of sin yeah. by asking this question. Yep. I, I see your confession of belief that Jesus yeah. is the Christ by asking this question, brothers, what shall we do? All of that is is contained within Peter saying, you killed Jesus? And they said, oh, what shall we do? Yeah. yeah. Cut to the that, quick. That's Cut a, to the heart. All, all at once, mm-hmm. they've realized what has happened. Yeah. And so Peter then says, now you've got to repent and be baptized. Yeah. You, you've got to, to change your mind. That, that's what repent means. It's not just a, well, I'm going to, you know, say sorry. Say sorry. And yeah. then go back and do it again. Not just ask, ask like, yeah. hey, can you, can you please, be okay with what I've done. Yeah, I'm sorry. Can you can you can forgive you tell, me? Yeah, it's it's a change of mind, change of um, mind, change of heart. It's a 180 yeah. degree turn. And so um, you got to do that, and then be baptized. Yeah, and that baptism is is not just getting wet. You know, First Peter three twenty one talks about that. We'll go there in a yeah. second. But it's be immersed for the forgiveness of your exactly. sins. There in verse thirty eight, yeah. it's for the forgiveness of sins, and then it says you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Well, Acts nine. Paul was told he needed to receive the Holy Spirit. And immediately after the scales fall from his eyes, what did he do? He was baptized yep. and received the Holy Spirit. First, First Peter 3.21 is, is talking about, uh, at least uh, towards the, the first part of it, is about Noah's Ark. And uh, it's talking about how, how God's patience in the days of Noah mm-hmm. was, uh, was being tested, basically, right? And... Um, it says, while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through water. Yep. So the whole world is immersed in this water now, yep. right? Which we had our VBS on this earlier this summer. We did, um, we did. Talking about this flood that covered the entire face of the earth, and yes. only Noah and his wife, his three sons and their wives, were the ones that were safe aboard the ark. Yeah. And verse 21, baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you. Not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's it's so vital that, that we understand what Jesus has done for us. Yep. I mean, he gave his life so that we might be cleansed and made whole. And uh, the, the last thing that I want to talk about, and I'll do it real quick, but, but it comes from Romans chapter 6. Because I, I think oftentimes we take the gift that God has given us and, and we just kind of we put it aside and we spit it out and we don't treat it as, as as what it is, which is the greatest gift that we could have ever been given. In chapter 6, 1, verse 1 of, of the book of Romans, it says, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. We have to hear the word of God. If we don't hear it, we can't believe it. Once we hear it, we have to believe it. Not everybody's going to believe it, but we have to believe it. We've got to confess that Jesus is Lord. Right? We, I don't know that we've quite gone over that or talked about that yet. Um, I don't remember quite where that verse is. But Matthew sixteen sixteen, when Peter yeah. confesses Christ. Yeah. yeah. So we, we have to confess Jesus as Lord. And not, not, just, not just inside our own head, but to other people. We can't yeah. be ashamed of that. 
uh, in, a in public proclamation yeah. that I believe Jesus is the Son of God. Yeah. I am a Christian. Yeah. You know, we have to repent of the things we've done. Acts two thirty eight again, right? Yeah. And we have to be baptized, which we've we've read about. But that's, I mean, that's the beginning. And and this is kind of where I think we want to, uh, we may want to close off. But um, but but baptism is the beginning. It's the first. It's it. You're a literal babe in Christ. Yeah. There is well, an entire life left to live faithfully to God. Back back to that gospel that yeah. Paul recounted to the church in Corinth in 1 Corinthians uh, verse 15. You know, he says, let me remind you of the gospel that I preached to you. Yeah. That good news that we're to obey, that Christ died, he was buried, he rose again, and then he appeared before many. The way you obey that is by dying to your old self. Yep. You know, repenting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> confessing Christ, yeah. um, being buried in the waters of baptism as yeah. Christ was buried in the earth, yeah. and then rising to a new life, you you come up out of that water, a yeah. new person. You know, you mm-hmm. that's what Jesus is referencing in, in John chapter 3 when he says you must be born again. You yeah. are, are born of water and of the Spirit. You are yeah. um, born to a new life. Yeah. Um, but then the gospel continues after that the good news continues christ appeared before people yes we have to appear before people that's what you're saying with it doesn't doesn't end at baptism it's not like you've attained anything you haven't reached anything that's the beginning of your walk and now you've got to go show people i am a christian now Mm um i have a little story i had one of the teens asking me a few weeks ago um he said if I want to be close to God, should I be baptized? Like, is that, is that how that works? Like, like does baptism make you closer to God? Yeah. And I was like, well, it's kind of a long answer. So to get close to God, you should be desiring to do his will. You know, that that's how you get close to God is, yeah. is by wanting what he wants by, by desiring his will. Yeah. And so what that really means is obedience to what he's commanded us in scripture. Yeah. Um, that's, that's how you desire God's will is, is by obeying what he's commanded. And, yeah. and if we look at what he's commanded, he's obeyed us or he, not, he's obeyed us. Um, he's commanded us to have faith in him, yeah. you know, to put all of our trust, all of our reliance on him. He's commanded us to believe that Jesus is his son, that Jesus died for us on the cross yeah. so that he could wash our sins away. He's commanded us to, to obey that gospel by dying to our, our own selves, mm-hmm. to be buried in the waters of baptism, to rising up to a new life. And he's also commanded us to show ourselves yeah. to people as a new born again Christian. Yeah. And so to answer that kid's question, I was like, yes, but more. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like, like, that's not it. That's yeah. not the only thing. It was kind of like, is baptism how you get close to God? And I was like, it's definitely. So I kind of walked through all that with him. And then I was like, so it's definitely part of it, yes. but it's not all, it's of it. not all of it. If that's all you're doing, you're just getting wet. Yeah. So, so we don't have time, I don't think, to read over all of it. But First John chapter five, verses mm-hmm. one through five, is uh, I want to encourage everybody listening to just go through and and, and read through that section. Um, really, all of all of First John, to be honest. But, yeah. um, but uh, but those those five verses there are so so much a part of exactly what we're talking about of uh, of how how the love that we have for God and how God's love for us is shown through obeying His commandments. 
and uh, and that's that's how we grow closer to him. We we have to know his commandments. We've got to uh, we've got to follow his commandments. We've got to do his commandments, and 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 part of that is being baptized. Part of that is living faithfully afterward. Part of that is proclaiming the good news to people around us. And so, there's a lot that goes into it. But but we teach what we teach because it's it's what the scriptures say. It's not it's not Dylan's opinion. It's not Chris's opinion. It's not yeah anybody's opinion. It's it's what what the liter- the word of God says. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying you should live a good life because I want culture to be nicer around me. I'm saying you should live a life that's obedient to God because that's what he's commanded. I'm not saying you should be baptized because I think it'd be awesome if everyone got wet and dunked themselves underwater. I'm saying you should be baptized because that's what I read in scripture. I'm not saying that you should repent and change your mindset and, and, and do a 180 with your heart and your mind because I want people to be better in the world around me. I'm saying that because that's what scripture says. Yeah. And that the end result of following God's command is that all the things that we might want end up happening. You know, the culture will be better if people follow God's will. The the people around us will be nicer and kinder and more loving than if, if everybody follows God's will. And if, if people know Jesus, yeah. people live differently. Yeah. I genuinely believe that all, all of the world's problems can be solved through Christ. Yeah, every single one of them. And, Absolutely, uh, and that's that's why we're so passionate about what we do. Yeah. So, well, Dylan, do you have anything you want to add? That's about all for me. All right. Well, guys, thank you again for listening. We uh, we really appreciate it, and we ask that you do leave uh, leave us a note, send us an email, uh, let us know uh, what you think about all of these, and um, how we can better help you. So, uh, anyway, that's all that we have for today. If you could listen for just a, a couple couple seconds longer so you can hear you can help us we'd appreciate it all right thank you all bye thank you for listening to another episode of bible conversations we want to encourage you to check out our proud partners ministry league they have a website as well as an app that you can download from your smartphone Yeah, not only that, but also be sure to send us an email. You can reach us at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, what your thoughts and comments are on today's episode. And if you have any questions or any comments, anything that you would like to let us know, please send us a text at the following number, 972-905-0856. Yeah, and that way we'll be able to uh, get that comment and and get back with y'all as well. And please leave reviews and comments. I know there's a lot of places that you listen to this podcast that you can leave comments and reviews. I know Apple Podcasts, I'm pretty sure iHeartRadio and others, you can Mm -hmm. uh, leave reviews and comments as well. And last, but most certainly not least, we ask that you share this with your friends. Uh, We do our best to provide uh, biblical and and, and strong uh, discussion, and we hope that you can feel free to share that with everybody that you love and come in contact with. Thank you all so much for all of your support. We love you.